Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Johnny Smith and I'm Richard Porter. This is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I find a little bit gravelly today, um, mm-hmm. although not that bad now that I've just I've chugged down an effervescent vitamin C, um, which is always, it's my sort of journalist survival kit when you're burning the midnight oil. I was going to say, if you've gone to the Barocca, does this mean that things are... Yeah, it's your instant stage one tune, isn't it? It's just sort of power poor, um, additive fuel additive. It just it just clears things up. Yeah, red X for your gut. It is. It's red X, mouth red X. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, I feel a little bit better. Does it do what it's claimed to do though? I'm sure there's some benefit to it, of course. But I remember years ago that I uh, a friend of mine used to share a flat with a nurse called Fran, and. She was a bit crackers for a lot of reasons. She was the one who, another friend of ours, taught her to drive. She was learning to drive. She really needed to, to learn to drive because it would be easier for her to get to work. And so she got a car already but couldn't drive it. And a mate of ours took her out. Fran was Welsh. Yeah. This is only relevant because I'm going to do the accent in a minute. That, that my, mate Dave, my mate Dave went, turn here. And she immediately turned and went over the pavement. Oh, Wow. And he went, whoa, stop, what the hell are you doing? And she went, you told me to turn. And he went, not immediately. And she's like, well, you should have been clearer. And she almost... She almost over the pavement. Over the pavement, over the corner, like a big wide curb, and went over the pavement, over the corner, and almost ran over an old deer outside a shop. Bloody hell. Bloody but hell. The reason I bring up the vitamin C thing is because I once had a cold, and I was around there flat, and I went, oh, I'm going to have one of these, you know, vitamin C drinks try and shake off this cold yeah she went don't bother with those you're just pissing out and it's always stayed with me it's well most of it she said eat a kiwi fruit and i i don't particularly like kiwi fruit so i didn't well kiwi fruit are very good um obviously Mm. they come from new zealand a lot of the times there's quite a lot of air miles of kiwi fruit but i won't go into that in depth i don't want to i don't want to wee on people's parade um for their Mm. morning salad but um yeah, the, the, I, I think you probably do bypass a lot of it, but you take on what you need, Richard. You take on what you need. Well, that's it, isn't it? And that's what it's yeah. about. I've got black coffee here because I haven't got any milk in the house because I've been away for quite a while. And so I'm just doing a combination of effervescent vitamin C, black coffee. And all I, keep, and I was driving back last night from where I was um, off of Polestar 3 launch and... Uh, I thought of a great new name for um, a, NAS- a fictitious NASCAR driver. It's yeah. it's Richard Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Pictures. Yes. Hey. That's an incredible name. A.K.A. Dick Picks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Pickers is quite a good name for a NASCAR driver as well. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
<laughs> or Ricky Pickies. Oh, Ricky Pickies. I like that. Ricky Pickies. Ricky Pickies. Now, here's something, a little call out to just Guys. men generally. But it's inexplicable to me why, why the Richard picture is has any traction whatsoever because <laughs> the, Richard the, picture, the yes. gentleman's area does not photograph well. No. It's just a known fact. It it doesn't. And I'm always staggered talking to female friends particularly about the number of times that men think it's appropriate to send through a Richard picture. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a friend of mine who is sort of on the dating scene and she said that she gets loads of them. Like one time she went on a date with this bloke, had a very nice evening, few drinks, all very amiable, said goodbye. Yeah, oh no, I'll message you, I'll message you. And she was just on her way home. Bing! He sent her a dick pic. No way. After a yeah. dinner date? I know, it's nuts, isn't it? You just go, well, that's not going to seal the deal. That's just like, it just... What an awful idea. Although she, I think it was, I think it was the same person told me that there's, there's a great comeback for that. I mean, it's not actually not very pleasant, is it? But if you go to try and just just brush it off, yeah, um, the best reply is, "Oh my God, is that a child's penis?" I'm calling the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, yes, men, dick pics, don't bother. Well, it's not what I was intending to talk about, Richard. Pictures, no, but um. What did you? What, well, first of all, let me ask you. So, yeah, you had a you had quite a week last week, didn't you? Including going to. Denmark to go and see the new Polestar three. Yeah, it was one of quite a few world media. It was a, it was it was a very large event. This the Polestar three, Copenhagen, and mm. um, really really glitzy and as you'd imagine, quite stylish. And it, yeah, it was it was it was good fun. Why had they chosen Copenhagen? Uh, it's a good Any question. I actually didn't ask that. I think they found a train shed big enough and slightly grimy, but also stylish enough to warrant uh, to sort of carry the the style, the panache of Polestar. It's interesting, isn't it? Because Polestar, they're sort of technically Swedish, but at the same time, they're not, are they? Because they're owned by a Chinese company. Is that car going to yeah. be built, built in China? It is. And eventually in America as well, on the Volvo American... Um, line, okay. which I can't remember what state that's in. Uh, uh, a state of it, flux. Yeah, yeah. I don't know actually. Where is it? It's not Alabama. It's they build. I think they were building S sixties there. And the S sixty we were getting here, yeah, was built in America. Because I worked out at one point, it's like most Volvos weren't built in Sweden because a lot of the, the, the stuff was coming from. I think S nineties were coming from China, and the S sixties were coming from um, the US. There might be yeah, something I can't else. actually remember. I can't actually remember. But, it, but people will be shouting at their podcast speaker now. So the three is built in China. <clears throat> the yeah. company is sort of notionally Swedish, but then actually quite a lot of the engineering was done in the UK. Is that right? Yeah, there's a whole design team of, of engineers for Polestar stuff in the UK. I don't know how much of the three was done in the UK, but certainly the forthcoming five and the six, which are the aluminum um, chassis ones which are 800 volt oh. which will be obviously more expensive so the 5 is going to be uh, like an e-tron GT kind of 4 door low slung yeah. Taycan-ish thing and then the 6 is confirmed as a 2 plus 2 cabrio which we've seen pictures of and that is based upon the 5's architecture and that I think is all been engineered in the UK not built, but no. kind of engineered and developed. So, the three that I went to see is uh, they're calling it an SUV, and I can I can explain this to you. The confusion within me 
at the press conference because there was quite a lot of contradiction, which I didn't understand. And I didn't know whether it was just me not understanding it. <laughs> and uh, the chap, the, the, the CEO, Thomas Ingenleth, uh, I, I keep forgetting how to say his surname, Ingenleth, who's German, but looks, he's definitely take on, taken on the, the visual <laughs> moniker of a stylish Swedish person. Mm. And that's, and he did look, he did look very immaculate. Uh, both times I saw him, and um, he he's a he's he's Liam Neeson. He's a, a younger Liam Neeson from from Deutschland. Well, he's got a very specific set of skills. Yes, he has. I think, um, <laughs> and one of them, certainly in the queue at the press Q and A, was pausing for an exceptionally long amount of time after people asked him a question to the point where I thought there'd been a technical breakdown. <laughs> and um, it was, it was. Do you know what it was? I think he was uh, in 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 public speaking terms. It was the sort of smart gearbox response. Oh, okay. Of, um, I've pulled out of a junction, but I'm not using a... I've used a lot of throttle. What's going to happen next? Yeah. Um, and it's, no, you have to count to five slowly. Our current Prime Minister does that, though, doesn't she? She's got, like, a satellite delay to her brain, even when she's being interviewed by someone who's sitting opposite her. I think she's trying to work out whether she's going to be made a fool of before she opens her mouth. I was going to say, current Prime Minister, I mean, it's Monday. Could be could be gone by tomorrow who knows depends when you're listening to this i suppose um so yeah. uh, don't, don't think don't think about it listeners don't think no, about it no it's not we're not here to do um, politics we're here to do does the boss of volvo look swedish and so have- it was very glitzy they they there was like there was a there was some good chat on stage almost a little bit apple-esque steve jobs spec oh. and uh, lights were low, and the back music for a montage was like a funk and soul version of um, the Age of Aquarius, which is a quality tune. I yeah. do like that tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just so out there. Um, but the reason why I'm saying all this is because he he made a point of saying the the Polestar Three is an SUV. People like SUVs. We know that. Blah blah blah. And um, it stems from we think uh, the, the you know the the, the horse rider. People riding the horse, they can see above everything, they mm. feel safe, they're in a commanding position. So we've taken, and there was like a sketch on the screen of a person on a horse. Mm. And then they said, so we've taken this idea of sitting up here, like in a traditional SUV. And what we've done is we've lowered the roof line and brought the person down a bit. And then we've made the back a little bit more fast back. And then we've done this. And then within about two minutes of this explanation, I'm just scratching my chin going, Hang on, you've just said it's an SUV, and now you've just taken away all of the things that make something an SUV yeah. to then make it another type of car. <laughs> so why are you saying this? I don't follow. People like pizza. So we made a pizza, but then we took away the cheese and the tomato <laughs> sauce, and we replaced yeah. it with, with minced meat, pork and beef, all in a, in a, in a, but put the tomato sauce in that. And then we took away the bread and replaced it with spaghetti. So you made a spag bowl then? No, no that's people not like that. pizza. That's right. So really, to me, it's an SUV in name and name alone. Mm. Now that doesn't make it a bad car. Though. To me, that makes it better. But anyway, this this chat was very interesting. And in the in the press Q and A, because it went on a bit. This 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 event it was quite. <laughs> they do, don't they? It, yeah, it was quite. I mean, it, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. And and um, and I have to say a, a big thank you to every person that came up to me and. Um, said how much they enjoy this podcast. And there were people from many corners of the flat earth, many different people, Australians, Americans, Scandinavians, 
Um, honestly, it was it was lovely. Uh, I think oh. if you'd been there, Richard, there would have been a little bit of worship for you. Um, so next time, you, you should come too. I feel That's uh, nice. not that we're not looking for worship. Just so you know, I don't no. really think that. But, but it was it was is, it was really really lovely. It's just nice to know that people are out there listening. Yes, and and take the yeah. time to come say hi. Uh, on that note, I should say a huge thank you to everyone who bought tickets for our next live show at Bentley because they sold out really really fast. Wow, more than half thank of you. them went. So we put them on sale what um, Friday before last for patrons. So they had the weekend to dive in there. More than half of them went to patrons, and then they went on general sale on Monday, and it was like by the afternoon they're all gone. So um, thank you to everyone. You lovely people. And we'll see you uh, in, what, a couple of weeks or so? Uh, on yeah. the 2nd of Nov at the Bentley Factory. Uh, sorry to anyone who tried to get a ticket and couldn't. Um, we will announce details of the next live show very soon, and then hopefully the one after that. We're doing... Yeah, that's the way it goes. And usually for us, that's we're doing some we do sort it. of forward planning on this because um, it seems like there are more people who want to... Um, come to hear us doing this shite in a room so um, we will be moving about the country for our next shows more details when we can release them we're not calling it a tour but that's generally what happens when you're on tour you move around the country and then you do the same thing in different areas that's what we're going to do oh i need to say thank you again to bentley for actually opening the doors and letting us turn up yeah I'm excited to see the the product, the factory, you know, the end of the line, as it were. So, um, not that song by Boys to Men, which is a really shit song. It, is, it, is, um, it? it was on the radio when I was driving to the airport the other morning, and I hated it then, and now it's even worse. It's I'm so going to syrupy, say that. isn't it? It's just syrupy. It's overly, it's overly fluttery in places where it's someone clearly exploring their vocal range and just proclaiming it to everybody for no good reason yes now there's nothing wrong with being a talented singer at all um but it's a bit like the sort of overactive throttler with the with the with the with the dump valve that sounds like a sort of a pigeon or a songbird you you, you know those people where they're, they're constantly fluttering it exactly that yeah yeah, yeah. And they're on the on and off the throttle so much. You're like you, you clearly don't need to drive like that. You're just telling everyone that you've got a partridge blow off valve. I and, don't know. Uh, I think it's like it's one of those cars where it's got a switchable exhaust, and they've switched it into full farty mode, and then they just keep clogging it unnecessarily in low speed environments. You know, someone with a, an F type. They're often the what the diesels with the induction kit, which sounds like um, a sort of really gurgly kind of drain. Uh, in a sink or a wash basin. Oh yes, at the, at the front end. You know, there's, I, there's loads of gurgle and then there's loads of whistle. I heard one of those the other day. Yeah, from another street. I was out walking and there was just I, I heard this dirty sound, like it is dirt, like a like one of those huge American cross country locomotives that had a had a baby. Oh yeah, like a little yeah. buffalo's child of a locomotive, just filthy diesel noise, and then it was just a fucking <laughs> Mark IV Golf. <laughs> what about the air the air brake on a on a lorry? You know, the emergency air brake. They're always quite the exhaust brake. Sorry, so the yes, where you basically shut off and starve the engine, and it and it starts to growl and yeah. and erupt at you. They're not that's allowed it. to. They're big on American trucks, aren't they? And they're not allowed. They're massive signs <laughs> forbidding the use of the exhaust <laughs> brake in built-up areas because they are so noisy 
They're extremely. Is it your? Is that your emergency? Like, oh shit, this thing's not going to stop. <laughs> Just better, better shut that bad boy down. Well, I think there's probably because if you were coming sort of you know off the back end of the Appalachians or something, you're going to need a bit of help, aren't you? Otherwise, the brakes are going to cook if you've got you know forty tons of cheese in the back or something. But um, that's right. That's there's right. a you know um, where I I live now on the main road, sort of back into Tain, um from if you've been eight and a bait in the rest of the country there's um there's a steep hill on a dual carriageway with, oh well that's um, exciting yeah, with yeah. one of those um arrest bed things you know where if you're a lorry and your brakes have failed you can you can veer off into that basically like a big long jump pit and, oh yeah um, i know yeah it's like a long jump pit it's yeah. quite badly maintained this one because it's got it's all grown up with weeds it's and i was thinking i hope i presume that that's no problem at all you know a an out of control daf xf will in fact just <laughs> bash the weeds out of the way they're not it's not an oak tree or anything it's just sort of it's, leafy plants as long but, as you check that inside the weeds there's not a shitload of fly tipping Yes. And well, so there's an old do... oven or something. In there. <laughs> <laughs> Might help, actually. There's a load of bed frames and mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> just some just sort of takes bin them. bags of rubble. Pissy mattresses, just a whole stack of them. But uh, I, I don't know if anyone else gets this, that every time I drive past it, there's a tiny part of my brain goes, what would happen if you just drove into that now? I wonder what would happen. Yeah. I, wonder what... yeah. I sort of feel I know what would happen. Well, I don't. I have two theories. Let's say I'm in the heaviest car that I own, which is the Range Rover. It's going to yeah. dig in, because I presume underneath the plants, the gravel and sand and whatever else is in there is quite soft still. It's sort of got to it's, be. It's, it's, in, it's intentionally so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The car is going to dig in immediately and yeah. stop with such force. All the airbags are going to go off and my car's going to be ruined. Oh, do you think it would be that violent? Oh, I think... I don't know. I think so. Or... The car is, in fact, not heavy enough to activate the sand and gravel and whatever else is in there. And I will, in fact, sort of skip across the top of it and then crash into whatever's at the end of the pit. I think there's a sort of cliff face there. So, no, it's pissy beds. Yes, pissy mattresses. Clatter into a load of old mattresses and a fridge. I think that's that's how Formula One needs to do some cost cutting. I think it needs to have FIA approved pissy mattresses on, on each big corner. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, you can spray a sort of um, uh, you can spray a stencil of a sponsor on it. So from the TV's perspective, it'll still look a bit professional. Oh, I thought you were going to say you could spray some Febreze on it so the track doesn't smell of piss. But yes, I <laughs> no, see your point. No. Yeah. I'm sure no. the Rolex Corporation of Switzerland would go. Yeah, it's no problem at all. Just just stencil our logo onto some piss sodden mattresses. That's very <laughs> on brand for us, actually. It, it shows. Um, reuse and we're in a world now where obviously reusing being ethical about mm. recycling mm. so there it's the common problem isn't it whenever you see fly tipping it's always a pissy mattress mm. so uh so just let's make some constructive motorsport use out of them. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine i've got i've got trackside tickets on an extremely hot day it's um at the, oh. i don't know what whatever grand prix it would be the um What's the Middle Eastern one? Well, there's a few, but I don't know. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I've got very close corner tickets in Abu Dhabi, um, but I'm unfortunately, I'm sort of this ten deep of uh, waz soaked mattresses that have been in direct sunlight, <laughs> <laughs> and it appears that there's a bit of fat, 
a family of polecats have been living in it for the last mm. two years. Yeah. Just liberally spraying it to top it up. Yeah. At least one of the mattresses um, has come from a home where someone had a very elderly cat. And its, <laughs> its self-control was not what it once was. Poor old thing. And every time, that, despite the speed of the drivers and the fact they've got visors down and everything, when mm. they get to that corner, sometimes their eyes do water <laughs> and they have to quickly... <laughs> they have Lewis, to hit that you were losing a lot of time through that one corner. Why is that? Oh, I think it's because I was holding my breath. Yeah, it's exactly. I was, I was closing one eye and just saving the other eye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. Saving yeah. Formula What are we One talking about? Money. Oh, the Polestar 3. So, yes, yeah, so speaking oh, of yeah. uh, reuse and recycle yeah. and things like that, they, uh, they um, well, I suppose my question, which can be also answered in your um, Late Break Show video, but do you, did you like it on First Impressions? Yes. Good. Right, moving on. I liked it on First Impressions. Yeah, that, that was it. I mean, Is just it so if you, I, I saw the pictures uh, and everything, and it looked like they've got cars up on sort of platforms, so it's quite hard to get a read on how tall it is. And I haven't watched your video yet, sorry. Um, but Ah, oh, well, my, my video fixates on that at, at one point. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to give it all away. But let's just put it like this. It's 10 mil higher than a Volvo XC70. Oh, so okay. the question I ask throughout the video is, is it an SUV? I don't think it is. They don't want to use the E word, do they? They can't use the E word or the SW word mm. because they want Americans to buy it and they want the Chinese to buy it. And I think if it's just in a word, I'm cool with that. But I, I feel like it's nothing wrong with just going, this is a really stylish Swedish-inspired um, a state slash station wagon, mm. born off the back of generations of attractive estate cars, mm. right? Is it big generally? It's okay. Is it, it's quite long. It is... Oh, yeah. I mean, I just did all the stats last night. My brain is... Do you want me to go and get my notebook? No, you don't have to. I mean, it's I just, in the what other I'm room. curious about is just that it's... Um, it's not massive. Oh, really? It's, it's quite not expensive, as as, isn't it? It's, it's, it, it is. That, that it is. But I saw people in your comments on Instagram, on the Late Break Show account, Lots of people moaning about this. And one person going, car like that should be 25 grand. And it's like, yeah, that, it's that's... not 1989. What the hell are you talking about? For fuck's sake, it's still a big family car. I mean, I know it sounds expensive, but all cars yeah. are expensive now. You can't get a Golf for 25 grand. You can just, no. I think, can't you? But that's basically where Golfs and Focuses and things kick off. Most small cars are more than 15 grand. The Yaris doesn't start till nineteen. It's like you know, cars are really go. pricey. The cheapest car in Britain yeah. now is 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 the Dacia Sandero again, and it's twelve grand. That's almost double what it was. Yeah, that's it. The days of six, seven grand Dacias, they're, they're long gone. Everything's expensive, or more expensive than you think. So, if you if you're saying that a, a huge, <laughs> brand new, electrically powered family car from a an upscale a premium luxury brand like Polestar yeah. should be twenty five grand. You need to go and bang your head against a worktop because you're talking shite. Um, but it is. I mean, even so, I, just, I, went, I was trying to guess how much it was going to be when I was looking at the pictures. And then yeah. I, I sort of thought, oh, I bet that's like 65 or something. And it's not. Is it 70-something, I think? Is that right? It's, it's, it's 80. It's 80 it? um, sterling, 89 Thanks. euros. Yeah. yeah. But that's the launch edition. So that comes with everything thrown at it in terms of tech and lux. But, right. but the, when that launches, they'll do a, a single motor and they'll do um, a slightly pared-down version. When I say pared-down, it's not, it's not exactly going to be sort of Dacia Romanian home market spec. But, yeah. 
you know what I mean. It'll probably be, it might be 10 less than that, something like that, I would have thought. So yeah. it might be a 70K car, 69K car. I think I think the, my, my biggest take home was the eye pace was so far ahead of its time. Mm. And there's so much interesting construction, disruptive design um, going on with, with the eye pace. And it doesn't get any, um, it doesn't seem to get any recognition. No, yet, it doesn't, does it? If that, if that eye pace had a Polestar badge on it, I think everyone would be pants down raving about it. It'd be full of Richard pictures. And I just, I also think that the iPace shows what happens when you do essentially a bespoke electric platform because it's got a really stubby bonnet and that's this knock on to all the other proportions. And the wheels are really far out and it looks terrific yeah. and it doesn't look it does. like a petrol or a diesel powered car. Whereas the Polestar 3 has still got a ready great bonnet on it, hasn't it? I guess because it's, got it's, a massive. it's based on an internal combustion platform and so it's hamstrung. Yeah. And the same yeah. is true of like the EQC and yeah. you know all those sort of e-tron. Electric, e-tron. Yeah, They've all yeah. got internal combustion genes, and they're not the trousers, and that means they have to have certain proportions. Internal combustion genes. That's been a previous yeah. podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the eye pace. It doesn't get the credit it, it, it deserves, does it? Little Jag as no. well. You know, not not as big a company as Audi or Mercedes or even Volvo. And um, no, and they they actually went the distance and made a bespoke electric car platform that looked fantastic. It should have been an absolutely trouser ripping hit. And they and and it was probably the best made Jaguar of the last twenty five thirty years. Yeah. And also, um, I don't think they're going to reuse any of its guts for any future models. And if that is the case, I think that is a bit criminal. Um, P.S. I did actually see a picture of Jerry McGovern yesterday that someone shared on their phone, another journalist. <laughs> right. And he, I, I kid ye not, looked like a stunt double for Brian May. What? Oh, was this not, back not, from his curly hair days? Yeah, it, I, I've never seen this before, but I thought if, if, if the guitarist from Queen ever needed a stunt double, he would be the guy. I've been that told that Jerry doesn't like pe- people dredging up those pictures of when he had the full... Oh, it's amazing. Long curly hair, but... Um, I mean, from the back, if he was on stage with some pyrotechnics, you know, properly wanking the fretboard, <laughs> I, you'd go, that's May. That's absolutely <laughs> May. <laughs> um, I thought that actually, back in his long-haired days, McGovern had more of a sort of Anita Dobson. It was a bit longer down the back, <laughs> whereas, you know, Brian May's hair seems to be sort of all contained mostly above the shoulder line. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> you know things. You know things are great when when you say. I don't actually think it looks like him. It looks like his wife's hair, not his. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine somebody saying that to well, you, I mean, Richard? The amount of frizzies that must be consumed in the May Dobson household is extraordinary because <laughs> they've both got really good curly hair. But anyway, um, oh, I was going to say no. A sort of more serious point. I, was, I I'm pretty sure. When did the iPace come out? I I can't um, remember. Was it 2015? Or 2016? No, it must have been later than that. Well, hang on. I had one in 2019, I think I got mine. So, Which was, was it 19, was it? I think so. Yeah. Ah, okay. Pretty sure, okay. yeah. Because uh, <clears throat> it only went back last year, didn't it? And uh, So I think it came out 2018, maybe. So I'm sure 18, that car is yeah. due a facelift. It must be. But it must be. I'm wondering if they're not going to bother now because the new electric jags which aren't related to it at all are coming well i think we're going to see the first ones in sort of two years time so it's like will they bother to facelift the eye pace 
if assuming it's going to die when the new cars come out maybe it won't and maybe the new cars won't actually go on sale till like 25 or 26 in which case maybe it'll be worth them giving it a little just to keep Do it you know fresh. what even if the visually it's like it's like the bmw i3 it doesn't need a facelift because mm. it still looks a bit out there all it would need is a tech lift the the yeah. ipis i couldn't want to call it the ipis Apache. The, the Apache, is that yeah. what you used to call I used yours? I sometimes call it the Apache, only to myself. I wouldn't share it because you sound like a twat. But I, I, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it, is, it is a fabulous car, but I feel like it's just been allowed not to wither on the vine, but it just doesn't get the credit it deserves. And, and I mean, you do see them around quite a lot, but it's just, I feel like maybe that's because you notice them because it is such a striking looking thing and it's held up really well. It's got a big um, boot too, the I-Pace. Well, it has. It, shallow. Is it Shallow. It, the floor's quite high, and then obviously the tailgate is quite slopey. Our dog pretty much wouldn't go back there, and I wouldn't. It seemed cruel to make her, so she would. She would just go behind the back seats. The first thing, see flat floor, same as in the Range Rover. You can the dog can lie on the floor as long as your front seats aren't too far back. So, so this is this is the other interesting point about the Polestar Three mm. is du- during the the fancy uh, unveil of it. Mm. the glitzy unveil mm. they brought on two dogs do you know polestar have official office dogs do they and i don't know what their names are there's two quite large <laughs> dogs i think they're boxers they look like boxers so sizable dogs pole and star pole and star yeah terrible um vegas magicians they, they're all, they're not on the strip anymore <laughs> off strip magicians <laughs> because they did that thing with knives once that went horribly wrong Oh, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, yeah, they accidentally threw acid into the crowd. Um, yeah, so the so Pole and Star, let's call them these dogs. They welcome them, and everyone cooed because look, there's dogs, brilliant. But you, didn't. and I was thinking, I bet you did. You, no, I, no, I didn't. You were like, mm. I'm, a, I'm slightly skeptical of dogs. Bring I on some would cats. Put them in an 80, 80 grand car, piss right off. I'm not putting a dog in an eighty grand car. I'm not a moron. <laughs> anyway, so uh, these dogs being paraded. And then when I got to look in the boot later on, uh, on my third glass of Pilsner, Ooh. I was thinking, that's not big enough for a large dog, let alone two. Really? Because, because it's a fastback. Oh. Because they've tapered down that, that roof line again, when I personally think it should have gone down the sort of V70 mm. route. Because if anyone's going to pull off the kind of the boxy elegance... It's a brand like Polestar, a.k.a. Posh Sporty Volvo, a.k.a. Filling the Void Where Saab Was. And even Thomas Ingenleth, um, a.k.a. German Liam Neeson, even he said that the brand is filling the void of another defunct Swedish manufacturer, i.e. we are the new Saab. Wow. And they, they kind of are as close to Saab as, as you're going to get. And that's cool. But don't try and tell me that this is like an SUV that that has got loads of space. It's got loads of passenger space, but the boot's mm. average at best. It's, it's that, under 500 litres. Because the, the back window isn't <clears throat> super fast, as in it isn't super angled, is it, though? It's still it's just a little bit of a lean. It's more that the roof kind of yeah. comes down to meet it. That's the, that's the that's bit, right. I guess, it's just absolutely... Does something else? Yeah. I, 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 you know, you sort of You think can't of, fit a, dog, a big dog cage in it. Like, if you're a dog okay. cage person, no. mm, and I no. figured that... But, like, a cage, last time I checked... Is not prismatic or uh, what's the what's the shade? T- 
Toblerone shaped. Um, um, pyramidoidal? Pyramidoidal, mate. Pyramidoidal. Pyramidoidal. Pyramidoidal, yes. A uh, very old Egyptian TV show. <laughs> I used to watch it a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like MTV Cribs. Um. Um, so the other thing, it's, you know, sort of come I on in of- and meet my embalmed mother. <laughs> um, the other thing about the the Polestar Three, I was thinking Polestar. You know, they're kind of they're a Volvo company, so they've got that kind of Swedish pragmatism to them. Yeah, but the way that car's designed, I imagine. This is a very boring thing to say, but I imagine that over-the-shoulder visibility is really quite shit because of that the way the pillar, the C pillar swoops up. Work. Yeah, yeah. It to me, like it's quite claustrophobic up the back there. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what kids are like. It has got quite a high waistline, and but that's, I mean, it's pretty common these days, isn't it? And mm. I do think. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That's where Tesla have bucked the trend with the the, the, the low waistline of the Model 3 that we have talked about before, where, yeah, where you can basically see the driver's you, trousers. You can see the driver's tra- you can see the driver's knees pretty much. Um, <laughs> I mean, put it like this: I definitely wouldn't drive it naked from the waist down because people just all see and point. Well, for two reasons: that. one, you could see everything, and two, a lot of those come <clears> with white leather seats, don't they? Yeah, you don't want to leave any marmite on the seat. So, I, I, I. I, I'm not. I'm not down. I'm not being down on the on the PS3 because I think it's a really good looking car with some excellent details mm. and all that stuff. But I was just trying to. I was trying to have my best journalist head on of going. Are we? Are they spinning us a bit of a confusing yarn here? It's a good car. There's lots to like, and mm. don't get me wrong. Of course, it's it's premium and it's expensive. But is it exactly what you're trying to tell me it is? And. Mm. And then I realised it's something like forty odd percent of the UK own dogs. So yeah, and dog people, it's really high, really high to the point where I'm like, so lots of these people want do- cars for dogs. Now there aren't that many cars that are fit for dogs. Not large mm. dog. You I mean you got a massive dog, so you know this better than yeah. me. There's actually not that many cars that's fit for a large dog. I mean, there's not if you want to put them in the boot rather than the back seat. Well, exactly. I mean, this is the thing. It's like the. For example, the boot on my Range Rover is great for the dog if you take the parcel shelf out. But yeah. there's an additional thing with dogs, and this is where the SUV trend it doesn't necessarily get acknowledged, is that um, dogs sometimes don't like jumping that high up, and particularly as they get older and they can't jump up or down, and it's not good for them. 
yeah. um, which is another reason why, as our dog, she's had to have surgery on her leg because she bust her cruciate ligament. I don't want her jumping up and down too much. So she goes in the back of the Range Rover and lies on the floor because it's got a flat floor. But, um, yeah. Of course, so does the Polestar 3. Just thought I'd add that. Does it? Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing about EVs. They, they often do, don't they? Um, yeah. Uh, the, um, yeah the, no, that's interesting about... I didn't realise it's 40% of people have dogs, but that's... Yeah, dogs are... It's, it's, it's high. It's not exactly that percentage, but it's... it's it, I mean, when I heard it, I was shocked, and I thought, well, that's an important consideration. You know, there's... Mm. People spend a shitload of money on dogs. Dog toys, dog accessories lifestyle things for dogs holidays that are dog friendly blah 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 uh, i mean no one ever talks about cat friendly holidays so that's immediately prejudice <laughs> i'm Hotel stood next to cats. my tortoise no one talks about a freaking tortoise holiday do they so yeah. if you went and stayed in an airbnb and it said no pets but you took your tortoise i think you might get away with that oh yeah they're, they're immune from the the sort of no 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 pets rule because a lot of people don't even i think a lot of people don't even realize they're real message you later and go we found some tortoise shit on the bed <laughs> <What are you>? <laughs> <laughs> no they're pretty good like that yeah, mm. uh, people just don't they think they're just like radio controlled dinosaur toys they don't think they're real <laughs> <laughs> they go, oh, where'd you get that from? Is that from one of those gadget shops in those miserable precincts? Yeah, yeah, that's where it's from. <laughs> but then if you're in a rented property and the, the, the owner came round to check up on things, you could just tell the tortoise, go, oh, quick, hide! And the tortoise would just pop its head inside its or shell. Or just stay still and then, yeah, yeah, yeah be a door, be an doorstop. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Um, oh, I know, I forgot to tell you. I went to, I went to the, um, the large shopping centre, the Trafford Centre, in, yeah. in in Manchester last week. Did you? I've never been there before, okay. despite living near it when it opened, I think. Was it open in the late 90s? And, um, yes, I guess so, yeah. I can't. I couldn't get over how chintzy it was. Mm. It felt like I was in the house of a, a clueless but very wealthy footballer. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing amount of faux marble, terrible statues. Yes. I mean, it was fun. The kids really enjoyed it. But it was so chintzy. Yes, I know what you mean. Fascinating. Sort of, there's a there's a degree of chintz to it that certainly isn't present in, say, the Brent Cross shopping centre. But that's probably because that was built in the sixties, seventies, and it's very grey and dur. Brutalist. And yeah. um, before everyone decided that shopping is a leisure activity, and so it needs to be blinged up for some reason or other. So yeah, no, it's funny, isn't it, the Trafford Centre? I've never much warm to it but. it's so busy mm. for, for listeners that don't know where this is just look it up trafford center manchester but the inside of it looks like um it looks like a theme park what i would imagine like a disney land to be like where they're not quite sure why they've gone for an aztec or roman theme but they're going with it anyway and they've got quite a large budget so they've just gone for it yeah there's all manner of weird <laughs> statues and fountains and what we just... thought we'd do is just here well it's got to have you know something really classy and i'm thinking it, it should definitely have like a sort of egyptian look it should be really oh. egyptian it's like Oh, Why? probably because properly. it's near boots. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. I don't care. I want it to be Egyptian. <laughs> it's just you've got yeah. to say they, they in the northwest they'd say it needs to be dead Egyptian. Oh, dead. that's dead Egyptian. That <laughs> oh, that is so dead Egyptian. Don't oh. people, people in the rest of the country say dead Egyptian. I don't know. When I moved to the northwest, it was one of the things I observed in the just kind of chit chat. They, they say, "Oh, that is dead good." That 
That's yeah, dead good. God, I've never even and I that. hadn't heard it anywhere else before, but I might be wrong. I feel like since I've moved to basically the West Country, I, I've, I've noticed things like that. I feel, I feel like people around here say I'm not even a lot. Like, as in, I'm not even joking. You know, it's like, it's just a thing. <laughs> I'm not even going. No, I don't know. I didn't ask you to. It's, it's yeah, but no, but you're in, you're in yeah, but no, but country. Maybe. Almost. Yeah. I'm not yeah. even, I'm not even joking, mate. I saw, I, I, saw, I saw I had a bloke round the other day to look at something that needed mending here, and I, I pr- probably understand about one sentence in four tops. Oh, Not wow. Tops, I mean, as in maximum. And, yeah, um, no, you had the four yeah. tops trying to do a quotation <laughs> on some work. Well, what? I reached out to them, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I was just, I was like, I'm going to have to tune into this. But then I realised I was doing that thing, you know, there's that sort of, it's a well-known phenomenon of... of, of um, mirroring or mimicking you know you sort of you're talking to someone with a a pronounced accent or patterns of speech if as part of a sort of trying to bond with them as human beings we kind of meet each other halfway so you will start sort of almost unconsciously mimicking things they do and and vice versa and i realized the more i was talking to this bloke the more i was going oh you know i know i know i know i know i know mate i know mate i'm not even joking no i know mate and you were doing that were you i was getting a bit i was getting and i thought oh god he's gonna think i'm taking the piss out of him yeah, he's going to hit you. Right, mate. And yeah, he's in he's your house. Go, what are you that for? It was fine. I know where you live, mate. I know yeah, you he does know where I live. He was around at my house. The funny thing is, I know where he lives, actually, because he told me. He told me. Oh, he told you, did he? He told me where he lives. Um, anyway, that's he enough. He told you, mate. Um, of that. Uh, I was going to just writing things on my list of things to talk to you about. And one of them was, and I know you know this because uh, you knows it. I know, I know I you know. You know this because I saw you acknowledged it on the social media. Um, oh. That one of the well-known Porsche specialists has worked out a way to put a back seat into a 911 GT3 Touring. Oh my gosh! Thereby, sweet dreams. Are sweet made dreams of are made of this. Oh gosh, it's so good. We've both said that would be like our favourite car if only you could get a back seat in, so the kids could come along. And Leo, yeah, yeah. who is it? Leo who's done mate. this? RPM, RPM Technic. Mm. All right, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll mention them in every future podcast if they'll sort me out with not only a GT3 Touring but also the backseat conversion. Um, honestly, yeah, it's really. It, it's I, I'm 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 fantasizing about it. I know it's just, and it looked really good. And I saw them saying in there, this was on Instagram, I think, wasn't it? They were saying it was. Someone went, "Hang on, won't your insurer go? That's no good because it's a safety critical area because you've got seat belts and stuff." But apparently, this is they. They have got this from somewhere. The, the how they're doing this because they yeah, said mate, it's, I've got it's it. TUV approved. It is TUV approved. So is I think it is a Sherman. It, it must be Sherman, mustn't it? Yeah. Well, I assume so. Yeah, because it's, it's TUV or TUV. I don't know if you're supposed to say it's a word. TUV. I think it's TUV, isn't it? Is it? it? Tuv? Um, yeah. RBM Technic uh, nine eleven touring back seat. Oh, well, it seems like, oh, God, no, it's got a Ren list, that well-known Porsche discussion site. There's people discussing it. It'll go on for hours. I, I got, I got, I, 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 um, I was talking to someone at this Polestar 3 event. Um, mm. Oh, I know who it was. It was it was Ben Samuelson, who, ex-PR oh. of TVR. Yes. It was a lovely, jolly chap who I haven't spoken to in ages. And we immediately, we stood next to, you know, the the... The most recently launched car in the world, and we started talking about the fact that he's got a really old uh, Bristol that yes. he's just paid well over the odds to get back on the road, and he's looking forward to just hosing money away with it. And, um, but anyway, so it, we were, he was we were giggling about that, and 
he said that he had a Thai can as an, an everyday car. So that's his yin and his yang motoring, you know, mm. a thirsty, a thirsty eccentric Bristol for the weekend and a, a Thai can. And he, uh, and I asked him straight out, uh, if it was the sex tourist version, because it's just like a tick I've got now. I, I can't mm. ever remember whether it's called Sport Turismo, Cross Turismo. So I just call it this, the, the Taycan sex tourist. And he just went, what? And then I explained and he was like, he was cool with it. Uh, and I did it again to somebody else <laughs> later that night who also had a, a, a sex tourist Taycan. Um, I know. It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's a little bit bad, yeah. It's an endearing term because I like the car. Yes. Uh, sweet, sweet car. You sweet, know we like car. We sweet, like sweet it. Car, yes. Lovely. Yes. But it does beg the question to me on the subject of SUVs that aren't with the Polster 3. I'd like mm. to call it Polster. Polster. Can we call it that? Yes. <laughs> or Palester. Oh, Palester. Palester. Introducing Paul Barrester in a Palester, driving to Leicester. Polster number three. <laughs> I I'd very much I'd very much like it if you see when Porsche did the Cross Turismo and, and then the Spoltz Turismo. Yes, I can't help thinking that if I was managing the um, the companies, which is a horrible thought. Let's not dwell on that, mm. but. Um, Audi should have had the Cross Turismo, and it should have been an e-tron all-road GT mm. type affair. Because mm. because Audi make socially acceptable, desirable estates in in all corners of the globe. That we know, right? In America, mm. that that's one of the few wagons that people desire. And if you did that, it would almost suit the brand more because Porsche could have the Spoltz Turismo mm. and Audi could have the, the, the plastic cladding sex tourist. And mm. I think that would probably work better. I think it would. Maybe. The- you, do you, is that an idiotic idea or is that? No, you've had worse. I don't know. I, I imagine that, Name they do, one. that, that you know, car, car companies don't do these things lightly, do they? They sort of research and project, and I guess they just couldn't make the numbers add up. Because you say that Audis are sort of socially acceptable and desirable estates, even in the US, but I wonder how many they actually sell. Yeah, I suppose it's got to have the kind of RS provenance behind yeah. it, so everyone knows it's a weapon of an estate. Exactly. It's not just a, hey, I've bought it because I, I really enjoy canoeing and stuff no well, i no. think this is estates uh, fast estates particularly one of those things that people who really like cars get a big lob on for but do they actually sell that many it's like the m3 touring i'm gonna i'm fascinated to see how that new m3 touring will do i, I bet they'll sell seven it's too late it's too late and it's just too obscure but yeah. really hardcore enthusiasts they were they're, they're kind of cars where people talk about them a lot and how much they like yeah. them. But in terms yeah. of actually putting down money... Real money. One, yeah. ...never happens. And then the car... It's the same, same as like manual gearbox. People can't believe they don't offer in a manual anymore. Did you buy one? No. No. Well, there's your answer. It's harsh. It's harsh, but true. That's, uh, that's just my feeling. Anyway, it's hard, but it's true. It's like, and I'm the same. I'll do it. I go, oh, God, I'm really, oh, I really want a fast estate. Do you own a fast estate? No, I don't. So, oh, do you know what I saw don't the other day, though? I was just, I was just following a, a Mercedes CLS... Shooting brake. Oh, Do you remember I used nice, to have one. Yeah, a nice oh, melted banana. I like car. them. Oh, it's such yeah. a nice car. I Sweet. Thought, oh, I could get back into one of those. Yeah, but, I could. And I've never been with in frameless one, doors as well. It was such a good long distance car as well. So good and very well, economical because it was is slippery and low 
because you're Fanto area, and uh, it was an unfashionable diesel, and it just it loped along the three three fifty CDI, whatever it was. But yeah, my my wife going back to the thing about sitting on a horse. Uh, which is something else my wife's much more enthusiastic about than I am. She she just prefers an SUV, and um, she didn't like the lowness of the CLS combined with its longness, which I might have lied oh. about when she asked if it was a long car. Um, <laughs> Did you doctor the, uh, the, yeah. the specs when you yeah. sent it I to went, her? Oh, it's only the same length as, I don't know, made up something, the dog. Yeah, and, uh, as a Ford yeah. Focus. Yeah, and then yeah, she went, that car's a nightmare to park. You can't find any spaces that fit in it. Well, it's actually a really long car. So, But then so is a bloody Range Rover, and she doesn't seem to have well, a problem yeah. with that. So, um, Yeah, yeah. you see? See? Do you know what? You've just said frameless frameless doors mm. and, a, and a long roof. Interesting, because the car I'm driving um, this week that I've done quite a few miles in, actually, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it, I've got really into it, is the mm. Volkswagen Arteon, I think it's called the Sport Brake, or the... Isn't it called the Shooting Brake? Shooting Brake, sorry, Shooting... Shooting Brake! And, um, and it's... So it's an Arteon Shooting Brake um, plug-in hybrid, FEV. Ah. And it's in this... And I know colour's not too important when you're trying to review a car, but it's in this kind of electric blue. Oh, and the back, when it pulled up, the back, the rear, I, I keep looking at it because, A, I think it looks really, really handsome from all angles. But the rear three-quarter, it's as if, you know, when the Sultan of Brunei wakes up and he's a bit bored and then <laughs> and then just goes, oh, I, I quite, I, can, 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 Bentley, can you make me five estates out of flying spurs? <laughs> he rolls when he over does that, bed, just knocks a massive pile of money off his bedside table. He's like, oh, for fuck's sake, got to get rid of some of this bloody money. It's just money everywhere. It's so annoying. Then he well, his bedside bed table is made of money. And yeah. It just keeps falling over. <laughs> it's always just money falling it? It's a money table that's, it, it is made of money. <laughs> he looks it. down, he realises that his duvet cover is actually just money, all stitched together. He's like, oh, God, I'm so sick yeah. of having all this money. So if you think of a, what a current spur would be like with a long roof coach yeah. built, yeah. It, it, I think it, it's really similar to how a, an, an Arteon shooting brake is. Now, mm. I know the Arteon didn't come out last week. I sort of missed the boat on when it, when it was launched. And, of course, it gets overshadowed by all the, you know, the SUVs that probably people want more of. But I think Volkswagen have, are quietly killing or quietly killed the Passat. Uh, well, yes, but then there's a new Passat coming. And what's interesting is that I've seen pap shots of it and all of the pap shots taken winter testing and at the Nürburgring and all the usual places only seem to show the estate leads me to wonder if the next Passat will only be an estate which sort of seems you know boldly unfashionable but then saloons aren't very fashionable either are they so maybe no they're doubling down on the estate version because maybe they'll give the saloon to another of their badges like Skoda they'll just go you have the saloon they sort of do don't they because the superb is kind of that and you can get that it is in hatch and estate can't you yeah, that lovely split tailgate ting, they still which do I that. like. I don't, think they do I don't that, know. Do they? Well, they should. They should do because it's extremely exciting. Um, I, I, now, like do you know what's weird about the Arteon? Because I drove the Arteon shooting brake a while back in non-plug-in hybrid. You couldn't get it at that point. I think it was yeah. just a. Just a shit, I can't remember what engine it was. It was a really nice car. But what was it? I thought was interesting about that shooting brake is that. It only came along when they facelifted the Arteon. That's right. So the Arteon came out and there was no estate shooting brake, call it what you will, 
And then suddenly they went, went halfway through the car's life, they went, oh, do you know what it needs? It's just an odd bit of product planning. And I wonder whether they sort of, yeah, some of their research suddenly went, yeah, people like this car, but they wish it was an estate. So let's do that. Or whether it's just one of those things where it's like the, the Arteon had to kind of prove its worth before they would sign off the money to release the estate one. I don't know. I don't know the complexities of these things. I don't know, mate. I don't know, mate. I don't know, mate. I don't know, I don't know mate. I don't know, I don't know it, mate. I, I have to say, I, I, I really like it. It, it. it handles brilliantly. A long journey machine, both myself and children appreciate. And really, I don't know, it's just a car I keep looking back at and I go, it'll do 30 miles EV only, which okay. will work for a lot of stuff. So it's mm. not rubbish. And uh, I'm like, I'm down with this. Mm. I am down with this. Um, if I if I didn't want an EV, but then there really isn't an EV estate apart from the, the MG5. Mm. Or the Polestar 3, if you call it that. <laughs> it takes us back way. around to the beginning of the conversation, yeah. <laughs> and and so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's one of those cars which I think probably won't get the time of day from a lot of people, but mm. please give these things the time of day. They're really good. Yeah. Ignoring some of the rubbish steering wheel controls borrowed off the... Oh, not the... Yeah, it's got that touch sensitive the, toss on it, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And also, while you're there, again, I mean, it's a car I drove a while back now, but uh, you don't see them yet because they've not been delivered to customers. But um, the the Renault Megane Electric, oh, that that is that is the car that VW should have made instead of the ID3. Mm. That's a really good car. Yeah. Feel, feels classy, looks good, decent amount of you know uh, cabin space versus boot space. I'm down with it. Yeah. It's great. Renault yeah. are doing good good shizzle right now. Can't wait for the Renault 5, in it? You know, like the Renault 5 electric in thing? Or oh, the 4 as well. They're going to do a 4, aren't they? Four oh, concept. yeah. So there's all sorts going on there. They're on it. Five, Renault are on it. They're, they're, be nice. they're on some sort of keto lifestyle diet, Renault. <laughs> they're doing spinning <laughs> every morning two. at 6 a.m. Yeah, they're those guys. Know, 3 plus 2? No, wait, that doesn't make sense. It's, it's only, only adds up to 5. Talking rubbish. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am going to ask people to return to their seats and fasten their seatbelts as I put the flaps down but before we go I was one of the things I just put in my notes that I want to bring up yeah. is because it's a bit of an anniversary this week on Thursday of this week the 20th of October will be 20 years since the first episode of Top Gear in the Clarkson Hammond and not made because he hadn't turned up at that point but the the sort of new was Top it? Gear as it was known at that point first episode of the first series transmitted on 20th of October 2002 bloody hell that was um little did you realize what was about to come i know i just remember blind panic and chaos and and just desperately trying to get a tv show on air not thinking do you know what one day this might be quite popular amongst people all around the world so um yeah it's a weird weird anniversary that's come around quite quickly so um did you think, and in 20 years' time, not only will I be well-known for this, I'll also talk about dick pics on a podcast with a friend of mine. <laughs> I don't think I could have imagined that my career would ascend to such heights, but that's the thing. Just goes to show, kids, just dream big. You never know when you'll end up talking about dick pics on a podcast. It's funny you should say about dreaming big. I've, I've, this afternoon, I have got to go to my daughter, well, my son and my daughter's school, and I've got to do a careers talk. I've been asked really? to do one. And I'm frigging terrified terrified because i feel like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a sea of resting bitch faces oh my god and i'm not and i don't actually know what i'm going to say 
Obviously, I can't talk about dick pics. What What are you going to say? Well, I, I don't. I don't. I think I've just got to talk through like how I how I got to do what I do, what I believe is the right method. I don't know, Richard. Can you come? Can you help me? Oh man, I wish I could. I don't have got time to go there. That would be. I've got to look pro and know what I'm doing. Um, and believe. That's amazing. I once went back to my old school, and there was a there's a woman there. It's an old teacher of mine who had sort of become responsible for more careers stuff. And she said, "Would you be interested in coming and talking to some of the pupils sometime?" And I was like, "Oh, thanks very much. Yes, I'm sure I would." Yeah. And then, but then she basically went, "You know, we've got lots of kids here who might want to do something that's got a clear career path, like." you know be a doctor or go into the army or something like that and it's just very yeah. simple to go here this is what you're going to do we've got a lot of children here who don't really know what they want to do and they're just a bit aimless and directionless and and you could probably go and talk to them and it was basically a way of going i remember at school you were lazy and useless but look you seem to have cobbled together some kind of way of earning a living so why not talk about it is that is that really is that, that was basically she what she was saying it in I've never gone back way. and done it. Not because I was offended, but because actually she was absolutely right. But just never, we never managed to sort of coordinate. It. I'm um, going to say hi to Nick Yekikian or Yekikian. I don't know how to say your surname. I'm really sorry, Nick. But a motoring journalist from LA hmm. who had a really good couple of hours of chat and beer. I was supposed to have an early night on the Polestar event because I was a bit broken and I was one of the last people in the room. It's that ah. typical thing of like, how did I do that? And then I had four hours sleep. So, uh, which is not enough because the night before I'd had five. So I was hoping to catch up and it just did the opposite of catching up. But it was worth it, Nick. Really good chat. Thanks very much. Enjoyed chatting about um, car-related matters off of America. And um, nice. and he is, in the words of David Bowie, he he is a young American. So ah. on that, we haven't said we haven't said on that side of things for an entire podcast. That's all right. You don't want to wear it out. No, true. Um, it should be kept in a special blast case. Yes, <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> we've, it? We've both got to put keys into a thing and turn them to it. <laughs> we do like the Bugatti speed key. Yes. You've got the Otzok key. You have to count to three and then twist it. Anyway, uh, we really should wrap this up. But before we go, I have three things to tell you. They are one, uh, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Irate Primate Show, uh, in which Johnny takes the Archbishop of Canterbury on a road trip around the UK's zoos looking for Britain's angriest monkey. Unfortunately, the weather's warm and Johnny's refusal to use the air conditioning means it's not just the apes that are getting aggravated. Um, That was from uh, a listener called Ben Backhouse. I know I said, please don't send any more in. People basically ignored that request. But Ben, in Ben's case, I was going to make an exception because I thought that really amused me. That is good. The the fact that the senior members of the church are called primates. Is it Justin Welby? Is it still Justin Justin Uh, Welby? Is he still Justin Welby? Yeah. Is it? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, okay, the, who's okay. the, uh, my, my friend Paul, who's a vicar, told me that in, within the church, the Archbishop of Canterbury is sometimes referred to as the ABC. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, if made-up uh, shows aren't your thing, then watch the Late Break Show, particularly for Johnny's preview of the Polestar 3. Yeah. Second thing I've got to tell you is that I have various books out. One of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3. Please go and buy it. And the third thing. I have to tell you, is that we uh, probably heard last week the sad passing of Angela Lansbury. But Angela Lansbury's cousin was the man who made Bagpuss. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. It was, uh, it was Angela Lansbury's cousin. Angela Lansbury's one of those people who's been old forever. Yes. 
forever. But sort of like, like the Queen, in a way, she's always been a sort of older lady. So the fact that when she died, you kind of just went, oh, shit, well, she was immortal. Well, she, uh, thank you for that. Things. And um, thanks to well, everybody who listens to this ridiculous piece of shit <laughs> uh, that we put together. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? And remember, a true hero doesn't use the AC button. I'm just going to put that out there. All right, we'll come back to yeah, that one. We will. But mind you, I wouldn't today because it's cold. And I'm actually no. sat in a room with just a T-shirt on and the heat. Well, I'll, so... I'll tell you next week what happens when you try and turn the AC off in my panda. Oh, no. Oh, and it's not a no-no, it's just a, <clears> there's a thing. But uh, but that's fine. I also, next week, you're going to have to tell us how the careers talk went because I can't wait to hear about that. Oh, I've got to work out what the bloody hell I'm going to talk <laughs> about. I'm going to be, yeah... It's going to be something out of the in-betweeners, isn't it? Do the full Alan Partridge. Come on and do, do, do start doing catchphrases. Do on that side of things and then um, some other ones. Shall I do what Dermot O'Leary does on, um, is it Britain's Got Talent, where he runs on and sort of does an uppercut punch to the crowd with one leg out and one leg oh, in? Oh, yes, yes. You know what I mean. It's a sort of like, come on, a little bit like a more polite kind of Queen at Wembley style stunts. Yeah. Yeah, um, but the thing is, it'll fall on such silence afterwards. <laughs> you won't be able to come back from it, or go full Nick Cage on Wogan. <laughs> forward roll was it a forward roll? Forward no, roll. it was a high kick and a high kick. And you must be wearing a leather jacket. Go oh, yeah. That all sort of rides up over your head at one point, just just absolutely, <laughs> and it goes on a bit too long as well. Oh, um, you've, just, you've just reminded me that I got shown some pictures of Steven Seagal in Russia yesterday, and Steven Seagal's joining the club, the John Travolta club, of looking like he's wearing a mask of Steven Seagal. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> it's like someone is. It's about. It's like someone has just sp- has just wiped honey on their face and then then thrown creosote and feathers at it. Black feathers. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks like very much subscribe. for listening. More of this. This feels like the start of next week's episode is dribbling on. Uh, but it shouldn't and it mustn't so uh, thank you ever so much for listening we'll do this all again next week until then goodbye (laughs) (laughs) Seagull Seagull's face honestly he's got like fuzzy felt eyebrows no but it's like when when someone turns into a bad waxwork of themselves it's just terrible <laughs> he could go to Madame Tussauds and just stand really still and everyone would go oh, surprise hold up what was that boring no flavour that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 